You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Welcome back to Thrive. This episode is for the multi-passionate people in the room. Can we get an amen if you too, like us, have a whole handful of passions and projects and sometimes struggle with wrapping that all in a nice little word bow when someone asks, so what do you do? Dr. Michelle Mazur is a messaging expert for multi-passionate people and creative entrepreneurs. She is the CEO of Communication Rebel, the host of the Rebel Uprising podcast, and she's been featured in Inc. and Fast Company with a PhD in communication and 25 plus years of experience working with everyone from individual service providers to fortune 50 corporations. She is a literal expert at taking complex messages and breaking them down into powerful persuasive bits to backbone a marketing strategy. In today's episode, she's walking us through exactly how to create your own three word rebellion for both your business and yourself. If you're not a business owner, so there's something for everyone. Stay tuned through this conversation. Drop it five stars if you like what you're listening to. And now, welcome, Michelle. Hey, Erica. Thank you so much for having me. I am really excited for our conversation. Absolutely. I'm so happy to have you here on Thrive. I mean, we literally just recorded for your podcast, yes. Rebel Uprising, yesterday. So it's good to be talking again so soon. <laughs> yes, yes. We have a good thing going. <laughs> Totally. And we're both lovers of words. So I think this is going to be a real treat for our fellow word lovers in the house. So let's hop right into it. Give our listeners the lowdown of who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I run a company called Communication Rebel. And under that, I've created a messaging framework called the Three Word Rebellion. And I, there's a, big mission behind this because what I see is there are a lot of amazing business owners out there who are experts at what they do, who are truly excellent at what they do, and they get passed over because they don't have the words to actually explain what it is they're doing in less than 30 minutes. So they're not marketing or their marketing sucks or they're following a bunch of formulas that don't really work for them and aren't aligned with their values and their ethics. So my goal is to help people who are excellent at what they do really hone in on what are the words that you're going to use that are going to capture people's attention, create conversation and cultivate an emotional connection. And so I created a whole messaging framework to help people do that. <laughs> Which is awesome. So this episode is really too for the fellow multi-passionates in yes. the house. Because for us, if someone asks that dreaded question, oh, so what do you do? It might not be <laughs> as straightforward or simple an answer as, oh, I'm a doctor. or Oh, I'm a second grade teacher. Like, this is what I am. This is my title. Why do you think so many people struggle summing themselves up succinctly, especially when you're a multi-passionate person? 
Yeah, I think especially with multi-passionates, we, because I'm also a multi-passionate, we get really caught up in all of our different ideas and all of our different tools that we bring to something. So we want to talk about all of it. Like I always think about, especially my coaches, my coaches who are doing things like, oh, they have like some energy work and shamanism blended in with their like general coaching, but also they have deep expertise on a certain, you know, like on the Enneagram. And so there's like all of these different interests they have. And they focus on like, oh, well, these are the things I'm interested in that could help people instead of focusing in on like, this is how this is how I can help. Like, this is the result I get people. Like, this is the big change I want to give to people. So and, and you know, with being a multi-passionate, we just love our like all the things that we're learning and all of our different passions but we have to remember the people we're talking to they're not as into it as we are (laughs) it's so true so what's take us back what's the first step to figuring out how to explain how all of these passions come together in an interesting way that doesn't feel like you're word vomiting the dictionary (laughs) (laughs) i love word vomiting the dictionary <laughs> that's such a great turn of phrase um, you can so use when, it <laughs> thank you I, I definitely you. <laughs> I definitely will I was like I've never heard it described that way and that is an excellent <laughs> excellent description I told you so, we both like words <laughs> yeah, so for me it really starts with the core of what the three word rebellion framework is all about so just so you know, like the three word rebellion encapsulates the change you want to create. So if you think about it, like famous three word rebellions are things like start with why, the five second rule, or even in politics, we have build back better and make America great again. Those are all very succinct ways of describing the change, but you can't start there. (laughs) The first thing you have to do is get all of your ideas out of your head and onto paper. So I use free writing or some of my clients prefer free talking and just having it transcribed. And I give people questions about what are you rebelling against? Like what are, what are the things that are really under your skin? What's really ticking you off? And then you empty your brain on that. And then you start thinking about like, well, what is it? Like what's the change that I want to create? If this in the status quo is really like getting to me. How do I want to do things differently? What do I want to create for people? And that is so, uh, well, first off, it's very cathartic to do this type of free writing, right? Like, it's just like, oh, I get to get like all of these ideas out. But then you can actually start looking at them and seeing like, well, what do I have here that is really important, not only to me, but to the people that I want to be speaking to? So do you think once someone gets all of that out there, they, they've free written or they've free spoken everything that they need to get out, is there a process for weeding out anything in the process? Like if you are before, or are you literally just looking at it going, all right, let me make sense of everything that's here as is, or is there kind of like a, one of these things is not like the other, let's eliminate anything that doesn't belong before we put this three word label on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there is this process. I think there's a dual process going on. So sometimes people write things and especially like when I'm working with them, I'll be like, 
I don't know what that means exactly. Can you explain it? Um, like, how do you know it when you see it? So there's sometimes this deeper level we need to get to, especially like with the change we want to create, because people might say something like, oh, I want to see all women be healthy. Well, okay, that's great. But what does that actually mean? Like, what kind of health? Like, what, like, how, what does that look like in your brain? in the concrete instead of the abstract. So there's this this way of like getting deeper. And also then it's like filtering out the things that aren't going to be important to your audience, to your clients. So, you know, like one of the things I do with my clients before the three word rebellion is a bit of like client deep dive work, like really understanding who these people are, how they're feeling, what they're struggling with, what they're hearing all the time that they're sick of. And then you can apply that lens of, hey, I, I, I know you don't like cleaning your cat's litter box, but that's really not important to your people. Let's, let's let that fall away. And then from there, we can take that. And then once, once we've gone deeper in some aspects and let other things fall away, we can go through and then start creating some themes from where your messaging can come. Makes sense. Makes sense. So walk us then through this three, the, yeah, three, <laughs> three word rebellion framework. So if you, you've gone through this, this initial deep dive, you're going to craft your own. Now you're ready to take it back to that more of a bird's eye view. What, how, where do you start And thinking of these really quippy, powerful, memorable phrases that end up being like the backbone of your brand? Yeah. So step one is to get some distance. What I always tell people do, to do is like do your free writing and then let it sit for a day or two. Because if you've ever written anything and then you come back a couple of days later, you have a totally fresh perspective on it. And it's almost like you didn't really write it. <laughs> which is very helpful to kind of have that distance. So then you can go through and start looking for like turns of phrase that are really interesting and unique, verbs that are action oriented. So you really want to start pulling out some of the interesting words, maybe like looking at words that you use again and again and again. Like one time I was working with a client and she used the word joy like 50 times in her free writing. And I'm like, this word seems really important to you. And she's like, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I'm like, word count says you've used it 50 times. So <laughs> that's what we're, that's something that we should explore with your message. And then once we create this word bank, it's really about experimenting and playing with what I call creative constraints. So even though I'm a rebel, I do believe that rules and constraints can really help with our creative process. So with the three word rebellion, there's constraints like, it has to be two to five words. So no, it doesn't. The question I'm always asked, does it have to be three words? No, just <laughs> two to five. And you don't want it more than five because people won't remember. And one word, it doesn't have any context. And so we can't remember it as humans. Um, it's not about you. Your message, your three word rebellion is for the other person, which for multi-passionates, I think that's hard because we're, we're so into the things that we're into. <laughs> And we have to think about like, oh, but what is this other person into? So it's definitely not about you. And there are three different types of three word rebellions to look for. So there is the 
battle cry, which starts with an action verb. So like start with why is a great example of a battle cry. Or one of my clients, Carolyn Mays, who's a bio writer, she has uncage your epic credential. So it's Ooh. just, yeah, that one's good. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> but it makes people like really curious about it. But they're all like, okay, start with why great, I don't know what my why is, or uncage your epic credential, you're just like, ooh, what is my epic credential? Like, how can I get to it? So that's the first type. The second type of three word rebellion is naming the change. So that's something, so it's a little bit more abstract. So it's something like the three word rebellion is a naming the change because I'm because I named the process. The five second rule from Mel Robbins is another great example because she's giving you a process um, to create change in your life. And then the final one is a declaration or mantra. It's something that your clients and your audience could use to say to themselves over and over again. So Marie Forleo, everything is figure outable. Or my client, Carrie Schwer, she um, helps people decide what their relationship with alcohol should be. So hers is question the drink, which is so useful for her clients when they're like actively in that process of making that decision to always remember question the drink question the drink, question the drink. So, and there's no, like all three types are equal. So you kind of just get to play with your words within those three categories and see what you can come up with. Yeah, no, I love that. So are there questions that people should ask themselves when they're kind of figuring out their own three word rebellion to really make it where your name is synonymous with your message and where people can easily connect the dots between like, like you said, Marie Forleo, everything is figure outable where the phrase is just one and the same with you and your brand and not mixed up or accidentally associated with your com competitor or whatever the case might be. Yes. So part of that is going to be a lot of consistency, but before we can get to consistency, you really want to make sure that your three word rebellion inspires curiosity and intrigue. And I created something that's in the book called the intrigue loop. And it's just a way to test if your three word rebellion is actually going to make people lean forward and be like, Ooh, yeah, tell me, tell more. me more. Yeah. Um, and so there's two things like in our brains that we want to have happen when somebody hears our three word rebellion, we want them to be curious and wonder like, Ooh, yeah, what that sounds cool. What does that mean? And then immediately think, and what does that mean for me? Like, how, how is this useful to me? Because once they start thinking about your message, it's sticky in their brain and their brain is like, okay, yeah, now I need to figure this out. So I'm gonna go Google, I'll go buy the book or maybe I'll join their email communities to find out more information. So, I, and what I see a lot um, especially in messaging is a lot of dead end messages, like live your best life. Where we're just like, great. I see that all the time. It's not interesting. It doesn't make me think, but if you have a good three word rebellion, like one of my other clients, Michelle Evans, hers is profit without worry. And she works with business owners and they hear pro like, oh my gosh, I worry so much. How like, how do I do that? Like, can I actually have that? How do I do that? Tell me more. And that's really what you're wanting people to have is to tell me more. And then once you 
nail that and you have that what's really cool is then it's about creating other supporting messages around your three-word rebellion so that you can be radically consistent with your message so people know what you're about because like someone like marie forleo is radically consistent with her message she you know everything figure is figure outable is kind of the through line for a lot of what she does and how she shows up and everything that you talk about needs to relate back to that three-word rebellion and because that consistency over time is what makes people connect the dots of you and this message yeah so how do you avoid sounding too fluffy with your three-word message where it's compelling and interesting but still clear what you actually do because I feel like I see this all the time in the world of online entrepreneurship especially where people get this wrong and just have so much feel-good fluff in their messaging like you said live your best life sounds great where it actually detracts from their expertise and skill and what they actually do because it's just a bunch of well this sounds good and this sounds inspiring but it's not really compelling or interesting what's kind of like that that switch to make it have that it factor that is so important. Yeah, I do think it has a lot to do with the intrigue. Um, also, unusual words. <laughs> like, like I have this whole thing about you verbs. Like I love verbs like unleash, uncage, because yeah. we don't hear a lot of, it makes it a little bit unique, but I also think it's the message that you put with it. Um, I, I often joke that, you know, when Simon Sinek came up with start with why he wasn't on the streets of Seattle, just being like, start with why start with why and expecting people to respond. He had the golden circle to talk about. So you have to back it up because if you get somebody's attention, but then you don't know how to take that stranger and create a conversation with them that turns them into somebody who's like raising their hand and being like, yes, I'm interested in this or yes, this sounds fascinating. Tell me more. Then it just becomes a lot of fluffy. Uh, yeah, it becomes fluff because you have to, I hate to say sell it, but yeah, you kind of have to sell it. You have to make an argument for it. Like once sure. you get attention, you have to know what to do with that attention. Yeah. So is there a way that you recommend, like not everyone who listens to thrive is a business owner necessarily. Mm -hmm. So is there a way to take the three word rebellion and apply this to your personal brand or your resume or just your everyday life? If you're not someone who's necessarily a solopreneur yeah. or running your own business. Yeah. So what's really interesting is people have used this process to come up with their own personal three word rebellion. That is like the guide of their life. So they do the questions, not so much in like, okay, what's going on in business, but just in general, like, yeah, well, what pisses me off about the current situation of things? And usually there's a ton that ticks people off about the current situation. So you can really like use these questions almost as a personal development tool to hone in on that mantra that you want to, the change you want to create in your own life. And I think that like, for me, that was an unexpected side effect of the work that I do that's to see people actually use it as 
the beacon for their own lives to create change, to always remember, for them to always remember the direction that they're going. And I think that's really powerful. And you can do it for your career as well, like as that reminder of your purpose in your career, having that three-word rebellion as your guide is so powerful. That's awesome. It almost sounds like from the personal perspective, it becomes more of your self-compass. You are writing it for you. Whereas when you were just talking mm-hmm. about the business perspective, it's a little more for your audience. So it's like, it's flipped and reversed, but just as impactful if you're using it for yourself instead of a business audience. Yeah. And I, and I think there's, I mean, and you can also like, sometimes it's very personal and I, if it's personal to you, then don't share it, but you can share it to really talk about like, Hey, this is my purpose in this organization or, Hey, this is my purpose in my life as, you know, as I'm planning it. So yeah, it is very much personal for you, but it can also be used to communicate the value that you're bringing to your job and doing that in a succinct way that hopefully makes your boss more curious about the work you're doing and how they could better use you in organizations. Absolutely. Okay. So no pressure, but off the top of your head, can you give us like five or so of like, or three, whatever of your favorite three word rebellions that you've crafted or that you've seen or whatever that like automatically you're like, yes, this was it. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I've mentioned some of them like uncage your epic credential is definitely one of my favorites. Um, undiet your life, which is by, um, her name is Stephanie Dudier. I think I'm saying her name, right? Sorry, Stephanie, but she works with women who want to like leave diet culture, like, which is hard, like hard to do, but what a great three word rebellion undiet your life question. The drink is one of my favorite. Cause I just love like that mantra aspect of it. And I'm trying to think of my current clients that I've been working with. Um, we talked about profit without worry. Okay. That's four. That's what I can come up with off the top of my head. <laughs> they're all good. And they're all totally different industries too, which was, is so cool. Yeah. I mean, I've really worked with everyone from like veterinarians to an attorney, Oh, an attorney who's was people over paper because he wanted to put love Ooh. back into the law and really view contracts as relationship building. And I was like, It was beautiful. Like that is just (laughs) beautiful. So yeah, it's been, it's useful in all sorts of different industries. So it's been really fun to see how people um, use it and what we can come up with and create for their industry. For sure. For sure. I love it. Awesome. Well, I want to get things wrapped up by asking you something I ask everyone who comes on Thrive. And that is what does Thrive mean to you? And how do you strive to thrive in your everyday life? Oh, this is such a good question because one of my coaches, Tara Newman, she has us create what she calls a thrive list. And it's just, it's, it's like the non-negotiables in your life that help you really succeed and thrive can pull you out of a funk. And it's always surprising to me because some of them like don't cost you any money, but also the ones that do cost money, then I have permission because I know that this makes me thrive. So some of the things like books. Being a (laughs) multi-passionate, I love reading. I love learning. So I'm always allowing myself to buy books because it 
I mean, it's not only that it educates me, but I always see that I can bring it to my work somehow or I end up having a conversation with somebody. And I'm like, oh, I just read the book on this. Like, you should go check this out. So I love having that knowledge base. Um, like petting my cats is on my Thrive list. Really good coffee in the morning on yeah. my Thrive list. So for me, it's all about like, how do I set up my day for success? And my Thrive list really informs that sleep is on my thrive list too that is yes like if i'm not sleeping um i'm not thriving i'm struggling to survive so but Absolutely. it's it's so good to have that clarity around like what are the daily things that make me feel good and set me up for success in my life Yes. I love that. Good sleep should be on everybody's thrive list. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. The people who are like, you'll sleep when you're dead. I'm like, "Mm -mm." but you'll sleep better if you sleep now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'll sleep now. Thanks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, tell everybody where they can find you online as well as grab a copy of your book too. Yeah. So the book is available at anywhere you can buy books. If you go to 3wrbook.com, that will take you to Amazon, but it's also available on like bookshop.org. I know people aren't always like pro Amazon so <laughs> and Barnes and Noble. Um, and you can find me, I'm at drmichellemazer.com. And the best place to reach out to me is Instagram. So I'm at drmichellemazer on Instagram as well. And if you want to feel free to DM me and tell me what you took away from today's show. I'd love to hear it. Wait, before you go, make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. Drop five stars on your way out if you like what you just listened to. And come join the party on Instagram at thrive.podcast to stay inspired and thriving all week long. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.